sanguine. Yeah, we are a community of faith that are optimistic. We are discovering the mystery and intrigue of a walk of faith. So welcome. So excited you're here today. Sanguine, welcome, my friends. Yeah, you misfits, you just don't fit into a mold. And I am so thankful for you, you independent thinkers, you determined to live in the giftings that have been gifted you from the ancient creator and lover of us. Oh my gosh, has he brought us on an adventure of faith, discovering the mystery and intrigue and never a dull moment. Welcome, welcome. You are my tribe. You are my people. I am so thankful for you. And you kids and teenagers that are under the radar that are listening, you guys, you know that you're my favorites, right? I like everybody, but gosh, you guys are the best. And when you include me in your conversations, I feel so privileged because I feel like maybe I make you a little older and dorkier, but you make me younger. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) So you community, hey, if you know someone that's on the edge of faith, 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 or been hurt by the church or just have doubts or they're an atheist, give them this podcast. Maybe it'll make them mad or something. It's my desire. And I feel like the Holy Spirit is using this in a unique way, either to poke people, prod people, but to look farther and look deeper. And I don't have to worry about like, oh, how would you say it? Offending somebody because the Holy Spirit, he works and I trust him and he's got my back. And so don't be afraid to give it to somebody because God could use it and could be something that they could relate to. And you don't have to be a Christian to listen to this. You absolutely don't have to go to church to listen to this. If you're really religious and you're into that kind of thing, you probably should not listen to this. If you love relationships and you have faith, then yes, you should listen to this. So what am I going to talk about today? (laughs) We are going to talk about the genuine. What do you mean genuine? (laughs) I'm talking about how do we discover the genuine? I have had the struggle lately, like trying to read the scriptures and leaving all my perceptions behind, like trying to read the perce- the scriptures just for what they say. Do you know how incredibly hard that is? I have been doing a self-examination and maybe you can relate to this, but do you realize that I'm going to be 53 years, 53 years old in August and that for all my life, since I was little, I have been watching TV. And when I was young, I watched a lot of TV as I have like grown older and wiser. I have like lessened that, but that I have been shaped by what I have watched. I have had continual imagery on my mind. And as I went to school, I was shaped and it is so hard. I realized that I have thoughts and beliefs that come from watching TV, things that I don't have experiences with that come from TV that shape my thoughts and belief. And then on top of that, I have decades of going to a certain denomination of church that has shaped my thoughts and my beliefs. And on top of that, I have years of schooling up and through college that have shaped my beliefs. And on top of that, I have experiences and many of those like disappointments of things not turning out the way that I have thought. And they have like created in my mind a systematic like a you're not supposed to use the same word, but a systematic system. (laughs) 
It's like this machine that based on my experiences and my perceptions, I declare and predict the outcomes that begin to happen in my life. And so when I read a scripture, especially one that I've read before, but even not, we interrupt this regularly scheduled program for a fantastic announcement. If you're on the wide path to destruction, good news. Jesus wants to take you down the narrow path into the narrow gate that's hard to enter into this wonderful life. How do you do that? Well, on this regularly scheduled, non-scheduled program, I'm going to tell you that Jesus died and took all those guilty shortcomings that you have, and he took them away. He bore your burdens. And so quick, down, and easy, but I recommend that you listen to previous podcasts to find the long, detailed answer. You accept the work he did and repent for those things that you did, and beep, you're in. Beep. We now return you to the regularly scheduled program. There are the perceptions and experiences that come to play. And so my experiences and my perceptions begin to dictate what the scriptures are not necessarily saying. And let me just tell you some of the experiences that I've had with scripture and my own experience that have shaped those. Let's think of a scripture in Matthew that says, ask anything in my name and you shall have it. Well, yep, I, I did that. Like I asked and I said, in Jesus name, I, and guess what? It didn't come about. And, you know, even as I read that and when I was reading it before, it was just like, this isn't going to work out because it never works out. And so my perception, even though I'm reading the truth of the scripture based on my experiences, that this is not going to work out. Let's take another one where Jesus is talking about you shall do even greater things than me, folks. I can't even do like lesser things than Jesus, even way lesser, even like it's just I feel and that <laughs> my feelings and my perceptions and my life has been shaped that it is like, you know, reading a book or it's like a, being trapped in Murphy's Law. It's like what can go wrong will go wrong. And I have been working so hard by trying to unshape so much of the stuff and pulling some of the stuff, even in church where we are, gosh, I'm just speaking from my own experience and uh, this has been a lot of angst that I've had in my own life, but that going to church week after week, we have become like we've adopted to the normal, to expect nothing, to not expect God to come through, to not expect, expect miracles, that we give in to the predictability of our brain. It's just like, well, that person has cancer and people usually don't get healed of cancer, but if they have chemo and at no point is the realm of the supernatural even lent any credibility in my own mind. And the perceptions that are around that, I'm even thinking of perceptions that of scriptures that have come down through like generations, like that Christ was punished for our sins and that there was a court transaction. Let me just tell you, and this is going to so offend some of you, that is 100% not true. And nowhere in scripture does it says Christ was punished. He was bruised and there were things that happened as he became the burden bearer and is a fulfillment of that ancient tradition that the Hebrews did when they took the scapegoat, but he was not punished. There was no penal substitution type thing at all. But yet we, it's tradition and we believe it as it's been like handed down and like the rapture, you guys in the end times, that is not necessarily scriptural. That was like something that was thought up, a new theology, like 
I think it was in the 60s, maybe it was in the 40s or something like that, and I don't even remember the guy's name. But do the research, and he was even called a heretic, and now it has been adopted. And so there are these perceptions that we war against, and I just, I have become so aware lately how much they play into my own life. Now, I'm not saying that you need to throw everything out, but I'm saying like what I've been doing, I have been working so hard just to read the scriptures for the scriptures. Like even in Joel, when it talks about in, and everybody relates this to the end times because it'll, it says the moon shall be turned to blood after this, that your old men will dream dreams and your young men will see visions or something of that sort. Well, we always equate that with the end times. But there's a blood red moon every harvest season. And so every harvest season, but we absolutely equate it with end times. Why? Now, granted, I haven't visited that scripture in Joel again, and I need to. But it's this kind of stuff that I'm talking about that we need to stop. We have so many perceptions. I have so, and I shouldn't say you, I have so many perceptions that play in to how I read scriptures and what I don't. And I know those of you that are passionate about a walk of faith and that you want to live this active faith, that you don't want this to happen. But the Pharisees of Jesus' time, they were the zealots. They were the knowledge. They were the ones that knew all of the scriptures and they had all of the knowledge and they 100% missed it. Beep. <laughs> yeah, this is a commercial. And so this is where if I actually had products that I would interject and sell them to you, but I don't. So I just want to talk to you for a moment about the host. Now, Tom Baldwin, I've known him approximately almost 53 years, 52 years and 11 months. And let me just tell you, it's been a rough go with him. He's an interesting character and having to, yeah, live with him, ah, sometimes it's difficult. But I just have to tell you, deep down, he really does care about you. So, hey, if you're out there, give him a chance. Now, back to the regularly scheduled programming. Beep. <laughs> Because their perception and their ideas around the way things should be. And we live in America and we live in this unique mental state that no other place in the world does. And we have this general replacement theology that America is like the replacement for Israel. And it is prevalent. Just think about it, how we read Old Testament scriptures that are for Israel and us as Americans put ourselves in there. Those are false perceptions. Can they be pertinent possibly to your personal walk? Yes, but they were for Israel. They're not necessarily for us. And <laughs> I'm getting on a rant here, but I so don't want to miss it like the Pharisees did. I do not want to become confident in my own knowledge and realizing that my history and my past has shaped the way I read scriptures. And not all of that is good. And that I need to examine every way that I look at scriptures and like my perceptions about morality, my perceptions from worldview, from like TV, from experiences, from hurts, all that stuff shapes us. And so what is this podcast about? Oh, it is. It's like, let's as much as we possibly can go introspective. And that when we open up the scriptures and when we open ourselves up to hear from the Holy Spirit, from Jesus and the Father, 
that we just allow and give the Holy Spirit permission to begin to address our perceptions and maybe some beliefs that we have around the truth that misshape the truth and cause misunderstanding and cause us not to live out our faith as we're supposed to. You know, we live in a culture of church going where, in my opinion, the polish is more important than the substance. It's just like we like like to have a lot of polish, but there's no substance. It looks good. It's kind of like whitewashing a tomb where Jesus talks about that they're whitewashed tomb. They look good, but inside is death and decay. I mean, and this is my own examination. It's like I, myself as a church, how am I impacting the world around me? Am I just trying to polish this thing that is Tom Baldwin and the Baldwin family and making it look good? Or is this thing like having spiritual substance and spiritual muscle to go out there and to impact the world, to have strength for those that don't have strength because I'm downloading it from the Father and I'm getting strength to give to others and I'm getting resources from the Holy Spirit and the Father who owns everything to give those that don't have resources and I'm showing those who don't know how to have a life of faith, to have a life of faith and to access all this stuff. So (laughs) the gist of this message today and it's kind of short and sweet, it's like, look, at your perceptions. I am going hard and looking at how I think and how it impacts how I read the scriptures and my just preconceived notions or things that I've seen on TV. You know, even think of angels and how the belief is that someday that people will become angels. Absolutely not true, but it is a fun belief. How much of that? And you guys, this is for me and I'm thinking is for you, but I'm not putting it on you. But at any point, we can leave that stuff behind. There doesn't need to be guilt, shame, and condemnation. This and whatever I share about you is to make you stronger, more accurate, more efficient, that you are the most efficient warrior. So this is not to lay guilt and condemnation. This is to empower you. And you can make these changes and you can go and find the truth and you can immediately adopt that into your life. And so as we move into the spiritual realm, we lay our perceptions behind. And this is something I've talked about from the beginning because we have to enter the supernatural. And I'm just going to go here really quickly. You have to have your imaginations partnered with the scripture to imagine what a God supernatural outcome looks like. Holy Spirit, thank you for my friends. Thank you for their passion and the desire and just bless their socks off this week with dreams and visions. Thank you, Holy Spirit. My friends have a fantastic week. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast. Just some exit notes here. If uh, you're listening to this, you're listening to one of three podcasts. There are two other podcasts you might be interested in. So there is my Sanguine podcast. There is the Yup podcast and a podcast specifically designed for encouraging women of all ages. The Yes Women podcast. I just encourage you to go and try some more of Tom Baldwin's podcast.